0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. It's been a little while. We tried to record on Sunday. had every intention to record on Sunday, but we had to wait until this gorgeous Wednesday night. Summer's winding down. NBA hasn't started yet, but we got a lot to talk about. And to break it all down with me, PJ, co-host, brother, what's going on, man?
1: Sorry. I was hung over at a family event on Sunday, folks. That's why we're recording on a Wednesday. We'll be transparent. Yeah. In my, Gotta
0: might be, be I might be
1: joining the tournament meniscus club. My knee was hurting. It was just all a mess.
0: You know, you are kind of having a, a rough time now that I think about it.
1: Just yeah. Everyone feels sorry for me. Please. Got that. Send fresh, me your thoughts and prayers.
0: Got that fresh cut though.
1: That freshest of the cuts. Shout out to Belmont Barbers and my guy Peter.
0: Yeah, so not everything is bad.
1: No, the the hair will not ever. I mean, you can't Ooh, you can't j- have really a bad day when you got a hair when you got hair like this.
0: It's, you're really jinxing yourself. I knocked on this.
1: wood. Okay, got, it's strong. My ha- the hairline's doing all right.
0: Hairline. I mean, you get up upper twi- or upper twenties, thirties. Your hair isn't doing you any favors. So I hope yours hold strong
1: yeah i'm just appreciating it every day i got it and until it, that changes we're just gonna keep it keep it moving baby keep it high and tight something like that yeah let let the shag the shag is done we we no longer are growing our hair out like jay's jay-z's the only one holding on to the the grown-out hair game right now
0: yeah he his hair is outrageously long
1: and you saw and you saw him you saw it in person,
0: close enough that I was like,
1: "Wow!" Whose mane was more impressive, my locks before I got this cut, or Jay Z's blown out, blown out hair? Uh,
0: probably, probably Jay Z's, but like, his hair is just a lot more versatile. I mean, you can kind of style that in a lot of different ways. Your, your hair, my hair is similar.
1: Like a couple of white guys talking about a black guy's hair why
0: well, I, I didn't want to approach this as like you know all all black all hair, their hair matters just, yes all hair matters that, I'll, i'm not gonna comment any further on that but yeah jay's probably got better
1: jay better makes me i just see hair. him though i'm not used to seeing like i'm not used to the the jay-z with the grown-out hair like i just it uh i haven't adjusted to it like the mental picture i have and i think of. Of Jay Z, and then I just see him, and I'm just, I, I just kind of giggle. He just kind of looked kind of goofy to me. I'm not saying the hair looks bad, but it just looks goofy, and it just seems like something like Beyonce clearly told him to do.
0: Well, and a little foreshadowing here, but we did just get done watching a video with Jay Z in it, and
1: you know, 15 it was from years ago.
0: 15 years ago. He's looking a little bit different, and he's got barely any hair at that point. But
1: we'll talk about I mean, why we were watching. He's an NBA old man earlier. that's holding on though, so I mean that's that's more than most people can say. Like you were you were alluding to. Yes, exactly. But before
0: before we get to that, we gotta talk about the probably the, and we don't we shouldn't talk about this for too long probably, but the Whoa. funniest thing today, uh God bless NBA and, and the, the players, content king. Yes. The players and their presence on social media, because uh, you know CJ has been in in the news a lot this summer. Considering he wasn't a free agent, he didn't leave teams, he did not, he did not get traded. Yet, out of all this KD stuff, uh, he um, had some comments in the media today. He was commenting Mm -hmm. again on the Warriors and said. I would never do anything of that nature i think it's disgusting i'm not built like those guys i was raised differently and this was in response to uh like how he felt about veterans in the nba going to the warriors to chase a ring like boogie for example and you know this went on twitter obviously people respond to it and a woman under the or a woman woman named jennifer williams with uh with uh, the username Delight 1980 tweeted, Win a playoff game, then talk. And CJ responded, I'm trying, Jennifer. <laughs> and this instantly blew up. And I mean, I can't say I'm surprised. I, out of a, like, most of the time you see it and like stars kind of snapping back at people. And this was just, you know, I think CJ knew what he was doing, he knew that this was going to be perceived in like a funny way. But damn. It was instant. This blew up pretty quick.
1: It was a very tremendous, tremendous uh, little little treat on a uh, on this summer day. But uh, shouts to CJ McCollum just for the fact that he is uh, his podcast is single handedly generating like more NBA content and news than uh, ESPN or Fox Sports One or really really most of the actual media outlets obviously outside of the point forward we were still number one but you know CJ is number two now at this point um, in the NBA podcast game as far as actually generating some quotable um, lines and getting picked up but this was uh, there was there was so many um, just fantastic it's it is one of those just really dumb Twitter moments or just this line but just like it's kind of like the the enjoy the, the city and and some stuff like that where it just it takes off on its life of its own and uh, I mean he was good about I mean he was he owned I mean the only thing I can say in a positive if you really want to like you can almost give this as like a, a lesson to Kevin Durant just like to take a joke um, not to you know turn this into taking more shots at KD's social media use but we are um, and. It was it was just it, it was super funny, but yeah, he's uh, he's really like doubling down on this whole warriors thing, and it's like the 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 comments in that part of it. I did kind of like turn and, and kind of turn more on the KD side of it, but CJ was saying they were older comments that he had made. They weren't new. It was some something he had said at, er, during an earlier interview. Uh, I had not heard that interview, so I'm not not sure. But it could be. Yeah, it could I just be been clickbait sure, yeah. by like this whatever social media account that kind of got that that off, and he, he addressed that. And but I have to agree with uh, with Jennifer on this. It, probably Blazers should win a playoff game.
0: Well, and the thing is, is, like they've he's won playoff games in the past, but just uh, not last year against a. Uh, Marcus less Pelicans team, and that there's really no excuse for them getting swept like they did. And CJ did not play mm. particularly well in that series. So, uh,
1: yeah, I mean the seating part of it is like really where he's getting a lot of the hit, and it's that part's just kind of funny to me because
0: they were separated by like a game. A ga-
1: yeah, it's like <laughs> you you change it. the West was so tight it just was like oh yeah this is just how it kind of. Ended up working out, but I, I don't think anyone necessarily throughout the season was saying the Blazers were the true third best no, team the, seeds, the West. Seeds
0: 3 through 6, it's a complete toss-up.
1: They were like the same, yeah, they were the same. And you'd yeah, say the Blazers were probably the worst of them because they ended up not making it out of the first round, but right. we hold weight on to that kind of thing. And sometimes it's, it is important too, but in, in the context of last season, you... It, really was just uh it, you could have essentially just done a random random seating order and it would've been you know had just as much weight as far as those teams were concerned
0: so this is on a bit of a tangent and we've probably talked about this before but where do you kind of land on Portland and whether or not they should either trade Dame or CJ to try to bring in somebody else to kind of light a spark and, and try mm. to have something else going with that team because it seems like they're a little stagnant. They've almost plateaued.
1: Well, they're stagnant because they threw a bunch of money at people that they shouldn't have. Um, they got rid of Alan Crabb. Evan Turner contract is still a problem, obviously. They got some bad deals on it. They got My- Myers Leonard.
0: Yeah, and then Leonard is, is not good either.
1: I mean... Nurkic was
0: cheap though. They got lucky with that.
1: Got Nurkic on the cheap, congrat but yeah, I think it's silly to blow up that backcourt necessarily because But I mean they're the wizards of the West in a lot of ways. I mean they're they're both kind of that same that same hole, but I I, I don't get the feeling like it's a uh, plateaued necessarily. It's it's more of
0: What's their ceiling with this roster though?
1: The current yeah. roster, it's nothing. Like it's it's Kate vaca- like they're not competing for a championship legitimately. Uh so then why not trade him?
0: Or trade him. Cuz I don't C.J. know if that or gets or you Dame. close.
1: Cuz I don't know if that's going to get you closer either. Like unless you have a a one for like if you trade Dame to the Lakers, like what are you think See, like call him and like No, I Kuzma? I actually
0: I actually agree with you because I think that if if Portland is going to trade one of them, they almost trade both. You just full tank out of a, out of all of this, you could pair one of them with Leonard and still get a decent return back, I think, and then you could trade the other one for a, a really really good asset. And then I don't know. I'm not saying that that is the like I I think you roll you run yeah. with these two guys and I, you you hope that some someone young on your squad Uh, takes a leap and you you can get into the you know crazy stuff can happen you get in the playoffs you play against the Warriors when they've run into an injury or two and like who knows
1: yeah I I don't think that's a I I think that's more of a core you can still build around I I don't think that's a situation like it's not a 2014 Atlanta Hawks type situation where you're like this is (laughs) the best you got it's not a Raptors like uh, realizing that as we were coming off the Kawhi trade, I was a hundred percent, and I think most of NBA fans were of the, the mindset that that was done. Like that had we had we, had, we were exhausted that experiment. The the Lowry the Rosen thing, it's great they're friends, but like that wasn't going anywhere. This I kind of feel like they've exhausted. They haven't exhausted all their resources, and it's really just been those bad contracts and not bringing in pieces that help those two guys. Uh, and along with that, they're not able to really show necessarily like what they could do. Now, I mean, they they do run into the same kind of chemistry issues that you have a Wall and Beal, where it's it's more of a question: Are these two guys? going to be able to bring out the best in one another? Are they into themselves? Are they maximizing each other? Or is because of the presence of one, is that limiting the other? And you're never going to have a full. Like, you could either get 100% of Dame, but that's going to result in 75% of CJ and vice versa. Um, Because not everyone can be Clay and Steph, where they perfectly (laughs) – one, the two of the greatest shooters of all time in the same backcourt, but two, their games complement each other and be able to work in a way that allows both of them to do the best parts of their, their game and, and not have to kind of take on a secondary role or, or play within a, a, a system or a function on the court that doesn't allow them to be their best selves.
0: Right. You know, just like
1: us, like I obviously you know, I'm always at hundred percent, but you have to kind of be at seven no. Yeah. Like we obviously just we both get our best, you know, at this backcourt of the point forward.
0: Yeah, you're just carrying my ass up and down the court.
1: Yeah, sometimes. I just I just know when to take rest days. I'm just the more of the Spurs approach. That's why I couldn't put go on Sundays, like yeah, I just you can't do it.
0: Yeah, and ABC got pissed off because you didn't play in a primetime game on Sunday.
1: Yeah, Adam Silver did call gonna me. You're
0: going to get fined doing that
1: kind of stuff. He's like, we needed that content Monday, Upton. Where were you? Seriously. Let's move yes. on. Adam Let's Silver m- also yeah, definitely sounds like a 1950s uh, newspaper editor.
0: Yes, he does. But <laughs> shout, out out, shout out to Adam Silver, though. That guy's great.
1: Um, He's bringing gambling to us. Did you yeah that's one quick little hit We did, we got to, yeah. Well, t- is that what we're going into next or do we have Well, I was gonna going to down?
0: jump in into uh, cuz the, the NBA schedule did for the 2018-2019 season got released and we have the breakdown. And we're
1: here of, to give you a breakdown of all 82 games for every yes. team starting <laughs> with the
0: Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about the number of national televised games because it's kind of interesting, but over unders are out. We're gonna hit on a few of these things today. I think you and I will probably do more of a betting primer podcast as we get closer Brainer. to the season. And so we're you know recording on this on the Wednesday right after the MVP odds came out. I don't think we're gonna hit on that much today, but
1: oh, um, we're gonna. I I almost would rather spend some more time on that because uh, that. As I was looking at the over unders, I'm really not sure. The one I I guess to, to dive into let's, that piece, let's
0: let's save the over unders. We're gonna we're gonna do a full over unders podcast, is what we should do. Yeah, that but should be a few weeks away. There's
1: two there's two teams I did want to talk about. Well, actually three between the schedule, all of this stuff, and my just general like forcing myself to try to watch baseball and pretend I like football. I've just like I'm fully just I I've, I've hit the point where I trying is tough and I'm those those two sports have been for 60 days but I'm already just salivating uh, for basketball to be back uh, and the, so there were two two teams in particular I was thinking about with these over unders one of which I know we kind of talked about but is Boston a 60 win team? That's a good question. Like on pick, do we have here, can we here's, can we so, say yes look, because we haven't seen them play? That was
0: that was my initial reaction too. You and I were texting about this the day these came out. But so Boston's over under is at fifty seven and a half, right? I believe it's at fifty seven and a half. Um although it may have been updated between then and now and yeah, but where fi- it was, when it got but,
1: released, the initial.
0: It, if it's at 57.5 now, they won 55 games last year, and think about the injuries they had.
1: Right. Like, I think that the East, like that's an easy... Now, maybe they make the decision they don't want to win that many games, but I kind of feel like how that team played at home last year, I, I do feel like in that building that's going to kind of be something they want to have they're gonna really i think they they're gonna value that just because of how those young players and how their role players especially that they're bringing back how all of those oh, guys played better at home
0: i'm not sure if this is a team i'd want to bet on you, know, you and shout out our our fellow betting partners cam and dylan but i do not think that, that i'd stay away from boston this is just a really high number but if i was gonna bet on this i'd do the over I think it's more likely for them to win fifty-eight games than for them to win fifty-seven or less. Because look, they have the most stacked roster in the East, bar none. It's not close. Philly's going to challenge them a little bit. Toronto can if they mesh with Kawhi. The Bucks. Who knows what's happening with them? Because they have a ton of talent. They have one of the best players in the East.
1: They may. They, they got. They, Lopez, have a coach, they got
0: Lopez this off season. They got a better coach. Which, like I'm optimistic, they take a step forward. But like
1: they're going to get that 50 wins. I said they were going to get last year. You <laughs> got some dog shit teams
0: in this conference, and I could. The Celtics are just going to beat them up. Okay.
1: Yeah. I. I, I mean, would you?
0: Would you honestly? Would you put on the under? Is that what you're leaning?
1: No. I when I first thought I was a strong like over, but then I was really thinking about it, and I was like can I be that confident about a, a team I actually haven't seen all play together? Um, yeah. <laughs> but I want to. Um, what was
0: the other team that stood out to you?
1: So the other team I wanted to, to talk about was um, the Grizzlies. For, uh, the 34... Well, really it was the bottom teams that, in general. Now, I was looking at the Grizzlies, but now that it came out, mm-hmm. like it... I realized where my head was at at the moment when I made this note, but in general, like looking at the bottom teams, like I'm A, somewhat offended the Bulls are at a 27.5 and, and they added Jabari and Wendell Carter, but yet the Orlando Magic, who have nothing that's changed about them, they're still like a dog shit. They're literally the one team I'm least interested to watch. Them being at 31.5, I kind of hate. Um,. But where my, my – to, to get to the original thought though I had, though, was with Memphis compared to, like, Phoenix. And, like, Phoenix is, is at 28-and-a-half here in, in Memphis. And I just – I kind of thought, like, do do I really think – I don't know why. I just – I was really pondering the, the whole Memphis situation because I think they've kind of gotten lost in a lot of this Wait, so offseason. You
0: think that they're – you think they're over
1: i kind of do but then i was
0: like i'm under lock it in but
1: so well that's the thing so the two teams though i was like looking at it as i was like phoenix yeah i think they're probably like three four wins i think phoenix should kind of be good i was like i was going through the rest of the west teams on this i'm like who do i think they're better than and i just i got stuck on this memphis thing and I, I've been drinking a lot of Jaron Jackson Kool-Aid hype uh, sure. since Summer League. And I'm kind of, like, more... At this point, I'm more excited to watch him play than I am uh, DeAndre Aiden, like, as far as the, the big men from the draft mm. that aren't named Wendell Carter. Um, <laughs> and it just... I It took, got me to a really weird little spot, and it's a very dumb... This is just... Uh, kind of mushy MBA brain that I'm, I'm producing right now for the, the listeners and you're welcome um, but this is kind of what happens when you have an hour commute uh, to and from work you're, you
0: listen to way too many podcasts I listen to
1: way too much MBA stuff I'm just kind of sitting in my own um, mind palace of you're just
0: of re-list- I don't re-listening know. to the Point Forward podcast constantly an- constantly reviewing tape said.
1: I'm still trying to cut down the number of times I say "like," uh, and uh, we i don't think we're getting it much better. But we're like an um,
0: to Ums those.
1: have been down. The other one that I do a lot is the—I um, think I say I think a lot because I do think a lot, guys. Well, it's good. So much.
0: It's good to think.
1: So much. look, so I think a lot about. You the Grizzlies know, what I say I say look Suns. a
0: lot. I should probably work look. on that. But look at
1: how much you. S- I say like <laughs> the Grizzlies. They, I
0: don't you think, think that you can really. I don't think you can really look at their win total from the previous season because Conley was out. There was all they were tanking, full tank mode. I like Jaron Jackson. Kyle Anderson may be a bit of an overpay, but he's he's good. And you have some insurance for Chandler Parsons. You don't have to rely on him quite as much. But if you look at how this roster stacks up against everyone else in the West, I see them having a tough time winning. Like, the West is better next year. The Lakers, like, the Lakers, I think, finished winning 33 games last year. Mm -hmm. 35 games. But we're talking about a Western conference where there really are no crap teams outside of, you know, the Phoenix, Kings. Phoenix 21, one twenty one 21 games last year. They're going to take a step up. They have some more talent. They signed Trevor Reese. They'll be a little better. The Kings are going to be really bad. Yeah. but and they're they still want, interesting. And they want to be bad. The Clippers are not going to be very good, but everybody else that was in the playoff hunt last year is still going to be there. Mm-hmm. And then you still got the nuggets who is projected to win upper 40s, according to the over-unders. Lakers it's are going to make the playoffs.
1: It's crazy to the me that have Utah. are not bad. It's just crazy to me they have Utah and Denver. It's like a win difference.
0: I think that both Denver and Utah unders are locks. I really? think both of those teams make, make the playoffs this next year. But Utah, I know that they had some... They well, battled some injuries with Rudy yeah. Gobert. Yeah. But they won 48 games last year. You think they Yeah. I,
1: think I liked – that was the one I – that was going to be my last because I don't want to go through all of these. That was going to be my last one where I was kind of on that side, though, where I was saying I like that over more because they didn't have Rudy Gobert for the first half of the season and they were able to do what they did. I that was that one I felt was like low. Like I mean, the Denver one seems a little high, and I would I would you know I would I'm just I'm, not, on that, I'm just not
0: drinking the Utah Jazz kool Aid at you, all. You Joe Ingles had a great season last year. Ricky Rubio is better than you'd expect. I don't see Rudy Gobert is right.
1: fantastic though, dude.
0: Rudy Gobert is really really good. Rudy Jeez. Gobert gets hurt and misses 20-ish games all the time. That is maybe
1: not next year though. I'm going to look at this game played. Yeah. And while you do that, I'm going to make the quick political statement. Our, our policy, the point forward, has, when we began this podcast a few years ago, we had a stern anti-jazz vibe. Um, but since the emergence of Donovan Mitchell, at least this half of the podcast has affirmed we really like the jazz now. The jazz are super, super fun because of Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is great. And he's I'm, made the rest of that team fun. Like I like that team a lot now. I've I'm very excited. Done to see a complete 180. Is,
0: hey, Donovan Mitchell, Giannis coming out with some kicks. Excited to see what they look like. Which, by the way, quick tangent. I keep checking to see what new colorways Kyrie is coming out with because I'd, like to, I'd cereal, like to.
1: The cereal, like to get in there. the cereal ones. You haven't seen cereal
0: ones. I saw them. I think they're cool. I think they're. I think I really like what they're doing. I. I would not want. Buy those though. Like, no. I like other colorways more than that. But
1: Yeah. Anyway. Did you see those uh uh they just came I mean, it was maybe it was today or maybe it was yesterday. They had the uh Jordan Fours and the Raptors colors.
0: Yeah, they're launching on the sneakers app, I think, on yeah. Saturday or Sunday. Those uh <laughs> And they're cool. Those are pretty fucking. I have sweet. a tough time dropping two hundred bucks on a pair of sneakers. I ain't, I ain't. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to do that.
1: But I, uh, I really <laughs> like them. If anyone would like to buy <laughs> them for me, and they, be my favorite uh, person, they are. You have sl- that opportunity. They're
0: pretty slick. The only thing is, like, so these are the fours that are coming out yeah. and purple. I've always liked the eights that are oh, in purple.
1: Oh, oh. This might be able to be a segue to the next segment. I'm guessing because I kind of forgot what our exact rundown is, but I know a way to try to connect two things and do a smooth transition. Uh, the <laughs> it's not a remember, smooth
0: transition if you have to call out how. Well,
1: I'm once again just proving as the the kind of more the commenter. You're the 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 point guard of this, but I'm the scorer, so I'm just going to prove that I can I can score here. Okay, um, flex my my podcast and chaps a bit. <laughs> the uh, the University of uh, North Carolina's little shoe incident and the subsequent PJ Tucker posting about it, um, but for they had a couple of guys get in trouble for selling their uh, custom their their custom Jordans.
0: Some NCA players that got the custom Jordans sold them. And they got in trouble for it. Is that what oh, you didn't saying, hear about this? I didn't. No, I didn't hear about this. Do my hey, this you mind, Hey, you hear just, this story? Have not heard this about is, this? This is another. This is a classic. Ultra doesn't know the do the
1: internet. internet. Yeah. Oh, I thought you would have for sure. missed the one thing I've always uh, I've always assumed Ultra is that you uh, you knew your shit when it came to uh,
0: the Sneakers? shoe part.
1: You're always pretty up on the shoe news. I keep up
0: on the shoe news, but it's so, more like releases not like people getting mm, arrested for
1: No so so these were the did you see so No, I did not we'll see We'll give in the context. So there were exclusive Jordan 3 retros the Jordan these PE's, these North Carolina PE's they released that they gave to all the all the the North Carolina athletes got these um, they were exclusive for UNC players. And they ended up getting sold for, like, people were buying them for two grand. And a couple of these players got caught buying or selling their their shoes. And, uh, but kind of a funny-ish part of this, and they subsequently got suspended, uh, which is fucking stupid. Uh... And we're going to talk about some NCAA things here in a second. But there were 13 total players suspended for selling these school-issued shoes. Uh, and But P.J. Tucker had posted after this news broke. Um, these are all football players that that sold these shoes. But P.J. Tucker posted a picture wearing the shoes. And he's from North Carolina. He didn't go to North Carolina. But he's from the state. Um, he posted a picture of like him wearing these custom UNC shoes.
0: Oh, so he bought them.
1: He bought a pair of these. I don't know if it was directly from one of these players, but he has a pair of them. And PJ Tucker had a story you know, last year about how he spent probably $200,000 on shoes because he doesn't have a he doesn't have a shoe contract. He got offered, I think, like $3 million from a Chinese shoe company, but he was debating turning it down because he likes wearing all his different shoes and, like, would rather almost spend money on his own shoes and have to exclusively wear a certain brand or type of shoe. But he ended up somehow getting these.
0: $3 million is a lot of money to turn down.
1: I mean, to be able to let me make this. sure that story is right.
0: I'm not saying you're wrong. That just is an outrageously large amount of money to, to turn down. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, uh, yeah, didn't know that.
1: Um yeah, you spent 200k last season on sneakers. Um but I don't know what this offer was.
0: But I think we should probably transition to the NCAA changes. Yes.
1: we try. Yeah. So,
0: uh the NCAA came out with a few new rule changes which have I think I think the reaction in general has been pretty positive because it is beneficial to the student athlete. However, the overall rollout of this of these changes has have has definitely gotten some negative feedback because uh, the two biggest takeaways of what the NCAA has come out with is one that uh, un- can- unquote, quote unquote elite high school prospects can hire agents and that. Um, they will, if you were to elect for the draft or if you were to, to declare for the draft, but ultimately did not get drafted, you could come back to the school. No problem. And, uh, so that, that second one that I mentioned, that's nothing bad about that one. That's great. Like don't penalize a, a student for coming, for choosing to come back to school and come back to play for your team. The NCAA already has a tough time. Retaining, retain—I don't know if retaining is the right word—but you know, the best players are leaving for the NBA. So if you have a really good player and you can have them come back and play for you, why wouldn't you do that? So this is a step in the right direction. But this other, this other rule that allows student athletes to have an agent, elite student athletes. Well, this whole elite status is declared by USA Basketball, and. USA Basketball was not I think that they were aware of this possibility but had never fully agreed to nor was aware that that was going to be the way things worked and it also doesn't make a ton of sense considering the NBA would probably be the most qualified organization to give a designation like this so good things but Mm. some not good stuff in there too
1: well, I I like I don't I just the, the part of it that really what really grinds my gears is that it, there has to be is a designation that they had to set in there the precedent that there's like only certain players can qualify they have to be identified as like elite to be able to have these uh, this treatment but or like have this privilege but uh, it's not all of, like I don't understand why you you make it where there's like we can't give it to everyone like the idea that there has to be these restrictions or special qualifications to allow a guy that to to get extra privileges is so stupid it's 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 against you know so many of the people that are going to be for this or say oh you know Boy is doing something those same people are like the ones that are hell bent on capitalism and and. The idea that, like, these these players, no matter who it is, look at how many guys was Donovan Mitchell technically identified as by USA Basketball. You could go down the list of so many different guys uh, throughout the league that have made the league, um, and the idea that, like, they have to be at a certain level by this age. You know, guys develop at different points, and... Why even going through that headache? It just doesn't make sense. Uh, and it's just the NCAA kind of giving some, but like still like having to have this overabundance control. And God forbid, you know, a guy gets a little extra money, or or an agent decides to sign a guy. Um, if it, it gives that, it's just like give everyone that opportunity. Um, the the piece of being able to come back to school, yeah, that's so. It just is like common sense, and it's like, all right, that's good that that loophole's out. Um, I think that that helps players. I mean, you're gonna have. I know. I mean, you're definitely gonna have situations where guys are gonna leave and then come back, and you know how that affects incoming freshmen. I mean, there's so much there on the recruiting side of it that I think you're gonna see some of these coaches. Having a little bit of influence, or maybe pushing guys out the door because they made promises to an incoming freshman. And if you have guys coming back, you have know that. It, I mean, you kind of saw it with Kentucky at some points. There's been situations where guys just end up going uh, because they they don't really have a spot to come back to. Just how Calipari runs his program, you might see that become as a few other ways you Calipari's know, run his program. You see other coaches kind of adopt that philosophy uh shout out coach k um you might see that start becoming more of a common thread which i don't know what that does for you then like if you're kind of that in between phase uh but it's good that those players do have that option they don't it's not a a, a all or nothing type of move for them
0: yeah i don't i just don't think that you can this is too subjective i if you're yeah. going to give one – you're giving an organization outside of NCAA basketball, outside of your the league that you're directly feeding into, which is the NBA, and you're giving them the power to decide who gets to have an agent and who doesn't. Yeah. And that – like, can you see there being some political stuff coming into here as far as trying to – I don't know – pay off usa basketball trying to influence people within the the usa basketball organization to try to get your son or nephew or whoever to to be able to be designated as this elite player like i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that stuff like that is gonna start happening as opposed to like just let like what's the harm in just letting everyone have an agent
1: exactly
0: if you want to have an agent ha- go get an agent yeah. I mean I think that at the NCAA's fear and all of that is
1: that ultimately Is paying gonna, the players.
0: Yeah. That they're well, not necessarily even them playing paying the players, but
1: the payers getting played. Paid.
0: The players then go working with their agent to get endorsements and money elsewhere that then directly violate the rules that you have in place. That have no sense in being there. Which obviously this just further solidifies the fact that N- the NCAA is, is just not on the same page as far as I think where most heaven, NBA fans are. Heaven that's too
1: bad. Heaven, or just people that have like common sense, heaven forbid the guys that are already getting this money and it being under the table. God forbid that we know what they're actually getting paid to, you know, oh God, what would that do to our, our precious college game? It would tarnish the idea of the ncaa being pure and them doing it for the love of the game and all that crap like most of these guys are getting money anyway just put it out in the open though and like don't let them because i do understand the idea of being like you know some people are like oh well if, you know if we let anyone the kids are going to get taken advantage of by agents who are just you know power hungry, crazy it's like great well You can approve them. I'm fine with the NCAA helping to vet and make sure there's, like, legitimate people that are interacting with these kids. That you can only
0: sign with these people.
1: Yeah, like, I think that's... I
0: I, think that's more than fair.
1: I don't think it's... Well, while you're in college, yeah, like, you you have to... You should only... And that, you know, helps in some ways. I mean, some guys might just end up, you know, having their uncle represent them or something down the road. That's fine. Um, I think that helps kind of remove some shady characters, but because... But right now, like, those kids are interacting with those shades. Like, the system we have set up is forcing those kids, to, sometimes, some kids to be in situations, some shady kind of filth bags that you wouldn't want them to have to be interacted with. But your system is set up that they have to, and it's closeted. It's not regulated. Like, if you bring it all in the open, then we know who those scumbags are. And you, at the same time, too, like, you know what those these kids are getting paid, and it's it's all... All fair in that way. It's all out in the open, and there's not this, this kind of this secret economy that, heaven forbid, if we knew about it, oh, how it would damage our precious college basketball.
0: <laughs> I agree with you, buddy. I don't know what to tell you, but hey, I'm you glad. You don't have that to tell me anything. I am glad that something is happening to benefit the players. Uh, it's not benefiting However, everyone,
1: small. some of the players.
0: Uh,. It would just be nice if, if the NCAA let everyone that's going to play their game have a little more freedom and do what they want. Ultimately, like, if I am coming in and I'm a two-star recruit and I want to get an agent, that's a, to my own detriment. And that's mm-hmm. like, yeah. like you, you I would meet with my family and decide, is this the right thing for me? And, and that's part of being an adult.
1: Even let these
0: kids just be an adult when they're going to college. They're mm. they're generating money for the NCA like as if they were an adult because the money's the money for the NCA is there just like it is for the NBA or yeah. the NFL or but, MLB or whatever. So just let them be an adult.
1: And and I don't think it's harmful either. Yeah, that they're able to get assessed by NBA scouts and it'll come back. You know what? Like they have all, they're just able to to test out all these options, and they have fallbacks. And yeah, a guy might be a two star recruit; he might not actually ever make it to the NBA, but he might get good enough by his junior senior year of college that he could be, you know, having opportunities overseas to play somewhere. And having an agent then, you know, that maybe specializes in in getting guys overseas is also a a benefit. So, because but because that guy isn't identified by USA Basketball. He's gotta wait and like figure that out later. That's just yeah. That that's the part where I was saying it. it's like you're limiting your in and, and the D League just I mean, from the perspective of you now this hurts the the NCAA product, but the idea of being able to understand the G League and that avenue and be able to operate that, like there's there's a lot within the, the industry of basketball that You need to want a lot of these kids to to understand, explore, and have that information and be able to, you know, make their own decisions. But, yeah, it it shouldn't be something where they're constantly having to worry about, oh, if I make this one wrong decision or I accept this one thing I wasn't supposed to, like, that will have jeopardized my career. And, you know, for some of them it's like, yeah, uh, something I was doing for free.
0: Anyway. um, Anyway. Let's move on uh – Let's
1: Trump one week, NCAA next week. We're just—I will have to talk about like Penn State football or something next week to add to my list of favorite. Yeah. Worst things ever.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll probably stick stick away from that. But you talked about this a little bit before, but MVP odds. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna rattle these off quick, and and we can talk about it a little bit. So LeBron mm-hmm. is is leading the charge with the best Shocker. odds, ten ten to three odds. Anthony Davis four to one, followed by Giannis nine to two, Harden eleven to two, Durant nine to one, Kawhi eleven to one, Russ fourteen to one, then followed by Steph, Embiid, Kyrie, Ben Simmons at thirty-five to one, and then getting worse from there. Dame, Cat, Demar, John Wall, Donovan Mitchell. So, um, and those were. Uh, those were, f- I believe, from Bovada. Yep. They may have been updated since then, but no, nah, in-
1: as, as of this morning, as when they were released, the opening numbers.
0: So, you know, I I can't say I. I think that if you're trying to make some money off of this, Giannis is the best odds here, um, and I know you're gonna love that. Kawhi's interesting at eleven to one, but mm-hmm. really risky considering you just don't know what fucking play you're getting out of that yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark horse candidates. I don't like cat at fifty to one. Even from a T Wolves fan, yeah. that team's in turmoil. You don't know where you're going to get out of that.
1: I I would say looking at this list, Embiid, my...
0: Embiid at sixteen to one, and Steph at fifteen to one. Actually, good value there.
1: So yeah, that I was gonna I was gonna say made the comment that anyone on that list after Kyrie like. Like Ben, starting with Ben Simmons and, and anyone that's higher up as far as odds, ah, like the Ben Simmons thirty five, like that's just kind of teasing. That's trying to get some Philadelphia fans to just throw money away. Um, I was gonna agree with you on the staff. I think that's a pretty good value. Um, I this this is gonna come, from, but you know we were talking about Boston, but you could you could sell me on the idea of Kyrie. Uh, now, I, I don't think the high – like, with all these picks, like, just going through it really quick, it's just, like, in my mind I'm really thinking about just even the fact that he's listed as the favorite now and, and just the idea that through four seasons and it's, like, kind of in some ways underappreciated of how much he carried Cleveland. And you really look I, – I think if we had an honest conversation, if if LeBron didn't, like, just make the decision to – take off all of January to get Isaiah Thomas, like, to get all those dudes traded off the Cavs. I think if he doesn't have that month, like, we may have been talking about LeBron as MVP from last year um, because there was a a kind of resurgence of appreciation for him and just some of the numbers he put up and what he was able to do with that team. But now you're feeding into the storyline if the Lakers, you know, if the Lakers finish in the top four in the West – like, there's no way LeBron's not going to win uh, the MVP. Like they're just going to feed in that storyline of, oh look how he's bringing these young players along, and look at you know, he's the Lakers have returned and yada yada yada. Like it's there's just going to be so much of of that where it's going to almost the narrative is going to cancel out any numbers that that may argue against that. Whether I mean, LeBron's never put up bad numbers, so I. <laughs> I think LeBron's probably put up MVP numbers every single season of his career. At least in the last 10 years, every single season he's had, it's been MVP numbers. Uh, But the the, the Kyrie part, like if Boston did win 60 games and he's the best player, um, you know, depending on how how his role is on that team, give me a case there. Uh, The thing with the Steph, like the Steph and KD ones are tough because I think those guys are. Those so should be valid uh, candidates, but I feel like they're in a situation where they are a de- they'd be a detriment to one another. They cancel people voting, just kind of will cancel e- each of them out because of the other. Um, yeah. My, I, I, my quick I, thoughts on the MVP odds.
0: I, I if the Lakers end up as the four seed, I don't think. LeBron's a lock to win it. I mean, assuming Mm. Golden... Golden, like Let's play it out here. Golden State, barring something crazy happening, is probably going to be a top two seed. Okay? Yep. And that makes it difficult if Kawhi and Steph are having their normal normal KD... Did I say Kawhi? KD and Steph seasons. Uh, If they're having their normal type of season, they're just going to split votes. They're they got four superstars. They're not gonna win. Okay. Houston, I'm, I'm James Harden. If they end up as a two seed again, and he puts up numbers like he did last year, I think it's perfectly po- it is definitely possible that he could be in the conversation and potentially out outdo LeBron and MVP voting. I could see that happening. Um, Anthony Davis, I'm not as high as the Pel- on the Pelicans going into next season. The Julius Randall or the Julius Randall signing is nice. I like Alfred Payton on a cheap deal to replace Rondo. They could be interesting. They should be tough defensively, but I do not think they're going to make the playoffs next year, even if Anthony Davis is a monster. So, I don't I don't like his chances here. Uh, Russ and OKC guy. I mean, triple doubles mean nothing, but. People are very high on OKC right now. Like, they're over-under something like 50 games. And I am not necessarily buying into that hype, but Russ is capable of putting up 30-10-10, and, and he could be right there, too. So while I think LeBron, and, you know, that's just the Western Conference, if we look out east, I think Giannis could put up... Who know, what's the ceiling for him, man? We don't even know. <laughs> Don't get me started. Yeah, I said that's. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now, but
1: it's uh, his ceiling is Space Force.
0: It's I don't know what could happen with him. You know, if he he could he could if he develops three point shot, he um, focuses more on playmaking and getting other people open. If he gets a healthy Malcolm Brogdon and and Brook Lopez continues to f- develop as a stretch 5. We could see I like the could Brooke see Lopez signing a lot. We could see 30-12 we'll and record with that. we could see 30-12 and 6 from Giannis and it wouldn't it wouldn't really surprise me 50-25 and
1: 12. I mean, he <laughs>
0: He'll probably have a sat line like that at one at one game, at you know in the next couple of years. One
1: game like, times eighty-two. Yeah, I don't know about that, but
0: anyway, I, I'm 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 wolf. We're gonna put money on LeBron, no question. That's but that's gonna be our hedge, and then it's gonna mm, be
1: it's gonna be where the smart money is. It's gonna be LeBron. You're gonna hedge with everything else. It's
0: gonna be LeBron and Giannis, and we'll talk about who else we're feeling.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Welcome to the insights of our betting strategy, folks. Seriously. Follow our lead, you'll be sure to lose lots of money. But it'll be fun along the way.
0: Well, last year we ended up, our saving grace is that we knew that the Cavs and the Warriors were going to play each other in the finals, and that really helped us out.
1: Sure did. Kind of like I know LeBron's going to win the MVP this year.
0: We'll talk more later. Uh, So... Uh, real quick here, we got a couple quick hitters. Uh, Jeannie Bus and I'm not sure the exact interview that this was, was
1: in. with Rich Eisen today, or yesterday, if you're listening to this, on the 16th. It was on, or maybe it was Tuesday. No, it was today. Yeah, it was today. It was pot. So he Ryan she was on the Rich Ward, Eisen Show.
0: Ryan Ward, LA, tweeted this quote. I just want to make sure I... I'm putting out there where I'm reading it from. G-Bus and diehard Kobe Bryant fans. G-Bus and diehard Kobe Bryant fans being upset. LeBron James signed with LA. They're not Laker fans if they're not happy about LeBron James joining the team. I can't agree with this more. I don't know, how as a, like as a Lakers fan, which I'm like, you know, I'm definitely not quite as passionate about the Lakers as I once was being closer to the T-Wolves and, and kind of rooting for them more. But at one point in time, as you know, P.J., I was a big Lakers fan, big Shaq fan, big Kobe fan. Big Shaq. But, hey, do you know the funny thing about Shaq and Kobe is didn't start their careers out at that team. Kobe got drafted by the Hornets. Shaq left Orlando and came over to the Lakers. Uh, Kareem came from the Bucks. Magic got drafted by the Lakers. He's really, like, in recent memory, out of their big stars over the last few decades, He's the only one that even got started with his team. So, as a Laker fan, what is the beef with having LeBron sign with your team?
1: Because of the LeBron versus Kobe shit, and just like that being such a a hardwired thing, and those these, those people. Yeah, but it's dumb. Brains. You agree with yeah, that? It's stupid. I mean, yeah, it's I I mean I'd like winning more than I'd like winning the LeBron versus Kobe argument.
0: How good does LeBron look in the Lakers jersey, though?
1: Yeah, that's the thing, folks. It, I was like, oh, you know, it's gonna be, it's just gonna be kind of weird. I'm not, I don't know if I'm gonna. I mean, like, can I really just get behind this whole Lakers thing? I don't. I don't know. Let me go on the, my phone here really quick, and oh my God, LeBron's in the Lakers jersey! Oh my God, this is incredible. When's the first game? Like, yeah, I'm a sweet motherfucker.
0: And I saw, I saw some highlights. It took me, I think it was on 30 Sports seconds. Center. I think on Sports Center, uh, NBA TV, or something. But just out of all the highlights of like all the celebrities at Staples Center, these huge games during the like peak Shaq Kobe era, you know, and tell you what, it's gonna be it's gonna be bigger with LeBron there. There's no question in my mind. It is gonna be or it's gonna be just as big. You're gonna, you know, we didn't talk about we didn't end up really talking about this, but the Lakers have over 30 games on national television this year it's going to be great it's going to be showtime Lakers and they may not you know, I don't see them getting to the finals this year I do not see them being able to compete with the Warriors and probably not even the Rockets and there are a lot of other good teams in the West too but they're going to win a lot of games
1: and they're going to be a lot of fun yeah, um, they're me intrigued. It's yeah, like I said, yeah that thirty seconds. In, I was like, oh, yep, we're ready for this. When do we get to do this? Because yep. uh, I mean, it'll be fun. And I do. It, there's something. There is something that I I will say that I initially I don't think I w- I, would, I would would have admitted that I w- I wanted. I, I think it was the idea of. As LeBron building up arms as quickly as possible. But there is going to be something that's at least going to be intriguing for the eh, first half of the season of just seeing him play with these young guys and kind of this assessment and how he handles that and just you know what that looks like. Um, I think that is kind of a unique – that is going to be a unique first of the LeBron James career we haven't seen before Is 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 him really – of work with the talent that was given to him and in a in a positive way though. Not like this is what's forced, but there actually be some potential behind the the guys around him, not just like, well this is what we were able to dredge up for you, LeBron. Do your work do your do LeBron, do your thing. Make these guys seem better than they actually are.
0: Uh I'm gonna move on to Kawhi's beautiful letter he wrote to the Thank Spurs you. fans. And uh so I'll, I'll read it here quick. So this is from Sham's Twitter account. Which shout out Sham's getting a new job with the Athletic. But
1: the Athletic uh, is the real super team. Everyone's upset about the uh, Warriors. About the Warriors, but yeah. I tell you what, the Athletic is, is building arms. Speaking of arms, building races.
0: So I'm gonna read this letter. Hang from on, Kawhi. With, yeah, let me
1: pull it up. too. With. Uh, can I do the? Re- can I do the thank yous?
0: Times New Roman, purple, purple fonts. I'll let you do the thank yous. You're yeah. ready to go? Yeah. San Antonio. I've been going back and forth the last few weeks trying to figure out the right things to say. And it comes down to two simple words.
1: Thank you. I'm trying to do it actually in what Kawhi's voice would have sounded like. Because this all cap, thank you, is not what he actually would have said if he had to read this out loud.
0: My family and I want to say thank you to the entire Spurs organization and the people and fans of San Antonio.
1: Thank you
0: to every one of my teammates I've played with over my seven years in the NBA.
1: Thank you,
0: Pop. I'll always be grateful for my growth under your guidance. Thank you. (laughs) That's the best one so far. To the fans. There's not a more passionate or dedicated fan base that I've witnessed in San Antonio. For all the ups and downs, I'm glad there were many more ups. I've never, I'll never forget what we have shared and accomplished together. While I'm looking forward to the next chapter of my career, I'll always remember the city and the people of San Antonio. Thank you, Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> and then a very goofy hand. He's the worst KL, logo ever. It's not a great logo. So, uh those words say it all man thank you do you think the purple is like uh this is raptors purple and kind of like F U to san antonio i i have no idea what was going on with that
1: thank you all right so i don't know it to... was it was uh yeah i i think i uh, there's i saw a lot of other people say but it's pretty clear Kawhi didn't write this um <laughs> oh, and uh yeah i don't know i think it's pretty funny i'm i'm looking forward to using this letter structure and format in some sort of comic way some sort of comic sans way later down the road uh it's uh kind of corny uh i don't know what he's really thinking i mean just the amount of thank yous is really something but it's an interesting uh twist on something Um, uh way to uh, have a breakup letter I tr- In a future relationship of mine maybe I'll try this format
0: <laughs> i don't recommend that pj Aww, I, so real aw, quick real thank quick. you <laughs>
1: hey for that advice i just want to let you know ultra thank you thank you um thank you
0: <laughs> let's uh let's talk quick before we get to shout outs about Something that you stumbled on. Later hey Siri, how do you say "thank you" in today. Spanish? Uh, so Can slant.
1: I just wanted <laughs> hear out there to hear how they'd actually say. We should have read how that. We should
0: have. We should have read that letter in a different language. No, that would have been
1: better. Si. Si. Gracias. Gracias.
0: So you came upon a post from Slam. Yeah. That was hot. That was a great video. And there's actually an hour documentary that you can find on Slam or on YouTube that covers the whole thing. I haven't watched it yet. I want to. I am going to watch it.
1: Uh, I am too.
0: That details a basketball league in Rucker Park.
1: A game that never happened, Ultra.
0: And a specifically a game that was scheduled at a time that ended up being right in the middle of the, block, the big blackout in New York in 2003. <sighs> And just to throw out like like this was definitely I do not know if the Drew League was a thing at this point. It was. Uh, you've done the research clearly, so it was. Drew League's been around but, for a minute, man. You know, we're talking about, you know, Drew League's indoor, this is outdoor, truly like more street ball. And in this documentary, even in like the two minutes and thirty second kind of preview for it, some would about, call like it thousands and thousands and thousands of people lining up to go to this game, and can see why, because the game, and I'm going to forget some guys here, but
1: LeBron, well, right, like right when he's about to the So the, to the, the setup league, of it was, it was like. And the
0: whole thing is it's a Jay-Z versus Fat Joe type of thing.
1: Yeah, and Fat Joe had a team that a few years earlier had, like, Ron Artest, Stefan Marbury, like, had a couple, Jermaine O'Neal, had some guys on it, and, like, they dominated this, and then Jay-Z decided this. In 2003, he was going to get involved and put up his own team called the S. Carters. And some of the names involved, Ultra, you can go ahead and read them.
0: So we got Yao Ming on not Team LeBron. So Yao is Ming was going to team. be Fat Joe's team. But it's going to be Yao mm-hmm. Ming, uh, Stefan Marbury, Amari Stoudemire, uh, and I'm not going to remember the other Mello. guys in that squad. Mello. And then on Jay-Z's squad, we got Shaq, LeBron. Um, and, and that's, I think, I don't know.
1: T-Mac. Sebastian Telfair.
0: Keep going. I don't Those know are the big names. Those are the big names in front of me. So, and Sebastian Te- Sebastian names. Telfair ended up not doing shit, but that guy was a streetball legend in New York. He was in
1: New York. Yeah, legend.
0: <clears throat> and at that time was about as one of the more like – there was a huge ESPN documentary about him and what he was going to do. And, you know, huge recruit direct to NBA. And uh, <clears throat> check that out. Unbelievable to think that something like that almost happened. And can you imagine but, if something like that happened today?
1: Well, but the idea, yeah, it was Shaq in his prime, T-Mac – Yeah, in his prime. Uh, LeBron James is going into his senior year of high school. Uh, Mello would have just been, you know, would have been entering his freshman year of college. Um, This has been right before him going to Syracuse. I mean, it would have been insane. This would have been uh, like, reading through this story and just kind of doing a little bit of research, I definitely want to Watch the full documentary um, on Slam about it, but like just the initial concept and not really having known much about it, it it sounded just kind of like a crazy, like something you would do on like your, on 2K, like we'd be playing on the blacktop kind of format. It's like take rookie LeBron and and prime Shack and all right, I get T Mac and you know whatever the case may be, like these teams, but it's the the weight of the and would just be like at Rucker Park and Um you hear some of like the all the stories about it, but it was like this could have been like the a modern almost like Will, when Will played there, Dr. J. Um, you hear about those stories, but you know, kind of for our generation, this would have been that really legendary game. I and mean, maybe there's the KD legendary Rucker Park game. Uh but like this just with all these names and just everything, it would have been Straight up out of, like, a movie. (laughs) Um, And I'm mad it didn't happen. I'm mad at that darn blackout. It's sad, dude. That darn blackout robbed us.
0: Uh, Well, maybe we'll get some sort of, like, new age version of that years from now,
1: but I'm not very optimistic. I don't know if we're going to get those kind of names. That's a lot of Hall of Famers that we're going to be playing together.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Shaq and LeBron alone. You're talking about two top 10 guys. And,
1: and T Mac. The three Hall of Famers right there. Yep.
0: All right. Shout outs, PJ. What you got?
1: Uh, One shout out quick is the uh, continued awesomeness of Yao Ming taking pictures with other NBA players. K Love. And my sweet Finnish Prince Laurie, making them both look quite tiny. Oh, I didn't see that one. Laurie looks like he's 12. he kind of already does but it really accents it once he's next to yeah Um, to wrap up one other story before I continue these shout outs the PJ Tucker piece uh, I found the tweet from Nick DePaula. so 361 is a Chinese brand shoe brand that was offering PJ Tucker a multi-million dollar shoe and PJ Tucker's quote it's a tough decision I'm dealing with it now says Tucker that's something I gotta gotta work through and figure out, um, and uh, to to put it in context, P.J. Tucker had told uh, Matthew Welth- Welty of undefeated he had spent uh, two hundred thousand dollars on sneakers the past season, and that Chinese brands had offered him deals. And Swaggy P would wear better sneakers if he hadn't signed with Adidas. Some bullets of that. Um, but really, folks, there's there's one primary shout-out that I've been sitting and waiting, and I'm kind of glad we didn't record on Sunday only for this simple fact that Zion freaking Williams dunked from the free-throw line, folks. Um, and that's pretty in, exciting. He's
0: playing in an exhibition game in China tonight.
1: Uh, Toronto. Oh. It, they're in Toronto. I
0: thought they were doing something in China, but
1: no. Maybe they're playing the. China. I know who they're. I don't know who they're playing in. They're in Toronto, though. Or oh. that's
0: misreported yeah.
1: by me. Yeah, classic you. Um, so that was um pretty incredible. I mean, we've <laughs> all pretty much know Zion Williams can dunk, though. Uh, but just kind of seeing that his size, everything. I mean, put it in context, he's essentially a 19 year old version of what like. LeBron was when he was in Miami his first two seasons. Like the same, like a little shorter, but like just the size, like being 280. LeBron was never listed at that, but there were points. LeBron was definitely like 280 pounds, and just the idea of trying to stop that. Uh, Obviously, dunking is one thing, seeing what he's actually able to do. Overall, game wise, will be interesting at a uh, higher level, but still, that got me pretty hyped for some Duke basketball, um, to say the least, folks. And um, I think that was really. You know, I had.
0: Uh, I'm I'm blanking. I don't. Have You're blinking.
1: Oh, excited, man.
0: For, excited for football to be back. Although no,
1: that's a lie. I'm not. I'm just going to pretend like it for 60 more days till basketball's back.
0: I'm surprised that we have we didn't get a, even one Jay Cutler shout out. I guess is what.
1: Oh well, big out. headline from last uh, very cavalier was Kristen uh, was saying that people were telling her or rumors were saying that they thought she got pregnant, so Jay would marry uh, her. Which I mean. Duh. <laughs> uh, Jay didn't get much airtime this last episode, so it was kind of a a tough go for your boy. He did chase a chicken. Um, he was uh, doing uh, some dog walking, planning an afternoon date with Kristen, but. Uh, in general, we didn't get a lot of GA this this week, folks, so I don't have a ton to report on the very cavalry front. And I would uh, blame them. Oh, last shout-out. Uh, I had the uh, Bud Light announced they're installing victory fridges that will be full of beer in 10 Cleveland bars, and when the Browns win their first regular season game, the fridges will unlock and the beer inside is free to fans. I did see that, which That's is pretty, pretty cool. amazing,
0: actually. And Hard Knocks, Hard Knocks is I, I've only watched the first episode. I haven't so watched far, it but yet. I gotta see episode two. Maybe
1: once because I also haven't done my pre-season. Normally, I would do my pre-season routine of watching All or Nothing and then Hard Knocks, and that would get me excited for football. So I haven't done that yet. So that could be why there's a lot of my kind of negative vibes towards the old uh, old NFL. Um but yeah, that's all I got. Alright, well <laughs> I'm trying, Jennifer.
0: I know you are PJ, but win a playoff game. Record a good podcast before you talk, man.
1: Space Force is probably gonna be around before we do that. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> I know what you mean. Uh we'll wrap up here. Thank you everyone for listening. Check us out at the point forward nba.com and send us uh, questions ideas at the point forward nba at gmail.com please have, leave us a review if like, you like what we're doing uh, and um, I'm sure that something else is going to come up in the next week or two PJ but probably then,
1: uh, something will happen tomorrow if After nothing else
0: we, we've got some over unders to talk about and, um, and we'll, uh, we'll definitely
1: have something to talk to you soon so thanks again talk to you soon bye